Open the Bible with me, if you would, to Revelation chapter 3, verse 20. Just going to read one verse, and then I'm going to preach about hearing the voice of God. And I'm simply calling this the advantage. The advantage. So Revelation chapter 3, verse 20. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and dine with him and he with me. Now we know this is a passage uh, written to one of the seven churches in Revelation. And uh, a lot of people have used this as a salvation passage. But I want to broaden the meaning out a little bit. Jesus is saying, just open the door and hear me. Open the door of your heart and hear me. And when you hear me, I'm going to come in and we're going to have an amazing adventure. You open your, the door of your heart and hear me and we're going to have an amazing adventure together. You know, have you ever wondered how, to, how the Lord speaks? You hear people say, well, the Lord spoke to me and God told me this and God told me that. Have you ever wondered about those people? Well, let me just ask you this. How awesome would it be if we could live life and God actually speak to us? How awesome would it be if, if you were applying for a job or looking for uh, employment and you could actually pray and believe the Lord would speak to you and give you direction about it? How about actually going to the doctor and, and the doctor recommending certain things to you, and you actually go home and pray about it and say, God, what would you say I do and believe that the Lord would speak to you? How about those of you looking for a husband or a wife? What would it mean if you could actually pray and ask the Lord? And he give you direction on who you should marry. Well, all those things are possible. All those things are possible. Amen? Because God is alive. God speaks today. You can hear the voice of God. You don't have to be a preacher. You don't have to be a pastor, a missionary, a worship leader, a Sunday school teacher. You can, as a believer, hear the voice of God. It's one of the advantages you have as a saint. You can hear the voice of God. So I'm going to give you three simple things this morning, and I'm just going to deal with the tip of the iceberg of, of this subject. And we're going to delve into it in the upcoming weeks, and I don't really know how I'm going to go with it. I'm just going to kind of lead the, follow the leading of the voice of God week to week as he leads me through Scripture, and we'll mind this subject out. I've preached on it before, preached on it a, a couple years ago here, but I'm looking at things differently now. We all grow and we learn, but let's just, let's just look at some simple truths. First of all, God speaks today. Come on, say it with me. God speaks today. Now, now those of us who have any kind of church history with us, we know that God has spoken through the Bible, right? He's spoken through the Bible, but there's a fallacy rolling around and that is that since God has spoken through the scriptures, we no longer need his voice speaking to us by the Spirit. And that's a big doctrine a lot of people hold on to. God has spoken already through the Bible. It was his final word. Nothing can be added to or taken away. We need no more guidance from God. 
But what's funny is even people who believe that stuff will often say, well, I was called into ministry. How were you called into ministry? Well, I had a feeling. Or I had a leading. Or I had a sense. Okay, okay what are those things? But God speaking to you. What are those things but God speaking to you? God still speaks today. Yes, He spoke. Okay, God is always in the present tense. He is perfect, so nothing perfect needs changing. So He changes not. He's always been and will always be. He's always been a communicator. He always will be a communicator. He has spoken. He is speaking. He will speak God still speaks today. The Bible begins in the book of Genesis chapter 1, verse 3. Then God said, let there be light. And there was light. God said, let there be light. And there was light. The Bible begins with God speaking. Revelation chapter 22. The Spirit and the bride say, come. Come, he who hears says, come, let him who thirsts come, whoever desires, let him take the water of life freely. So that's the end of the Bible. That's the first chapter of the Bible and the last chapter of the Bible, and God is speaking all through it. And if you read in the pages, you know, I've been going through the Old Testament uh, recently in just private Bible reading, and it's, I'm, just, I'm just amazed. God is speaking to the patriarchs. God is speaking to Moses. God is speaking to uh, the prophets. God is speaking to the kings. The kings go and get a prophet to speak the will of God to them. And God is speaking to foreign kings. And God is speaking and people are obeying or people are disobeying. It's this give and take all through scripture. In the Old Testament Pentateuch, into the writing era of uh, the uh, kings, the rise of the Davidic monarchy and the kings, into the writing era of the prophets, into the uh, New Testament gospels, into the book of Acts, all into the letters of Paul and the, and the letters of the other apostles. All, God is speaking all the way through it. If we just took the book of Acts, if we just took the book of Acts, which is the history of the early church for the first few decades, I just want to pick out how many times we see God speaking and the people in the book of Acts responding. Why? Because it's New Testament. This is not Old Testament. This is New Testament. This is how the church was birthed and how the church still should be. Acts chapter 8, the Holy Spirit instructs Philip to go to Gaza and join the chariot of an Ethiopian eunuch. I preached on this recently. And Philip did that and won that man to Christ and baptized him. In Acts chapter 9, a man named Ananias has a vision and he has a conversation with God in which he receives detailed instructions from God about the conversion or the conversation rather and conversion he's to, to see happen with Saul of Tarsus. And he's afraid to go there because Saul was a persecutor of the church. But after a conversation with God, he obeys and the apostle Paul is born again. Acts chapter 10. Peter is up on a rooftop praying, falls into a trance. God communicates with him by a vision. And then the Spirit gives him explicit instructions 
relating to the preaching of the gospel to the Gentiles. And he goes down to this Gentile's home named Cornelius and he preaches the gospel. Acts chapter 10 verse 22, Cornelius, the Gentile guy, he also was directed by an angel from God to give an audience to Peter and to hear what this man has to say. Acts chapter 12, an angel speaks to Peter in order to rescue him by leading him out of jail. Acts chapter 13, the Holy Spirit speaks in a church service where they're praying and fasting, probably through a prophet, and gives specific instructions as for Paul and Barnabas and how they are to be sent out on their first missionary journey. In Acts chapter 15, they have a controversy in the church. What do we do with Gentiles? Do we let Gentiles in? Must they become Jews? Or do they not have to obey the Jewish law? There's a big controversy. So they get together and have a council meeting. And out of that, the leader, James, stands up and says, For it seems good to us, having become of one mind, and it seems good to the Holy Spirit and to us. Meaning God is speaking to us, guys, through this meeting. God is speaking to us through Paul's testimony and Peter's testimony. Acts chapter 16. Paul is forbidden to preach the word in Asia by the Spirit of the Lord. God is communicating with him. Acts chapter 16 verse 10. In a night vision, a man appears, a man from Macedonia, and says, come over to Macedonia and help us. It was a message from the Lord that he was to go to Macedonia and preach the gospel. Acts chapter 18, the Lord speaks to Paul in a night vision in Corinth, encouraging him not to be afraid, but to go ahead and preach the gospel with boldness, and he assures him that no one will harm him. In Acts chapter 21, the disciples at Tyre, where Paul had briefly stayed for a visit, kept telling Paul, quote, in the spirit not to set foot in Jerusalem. It was a prophetic warning to the apostle Paul. In Acts chapter 21, verse 11, a well-known prophet named Agabus prophesied directly to Paul and he prophesied about his imprisonment that would happen at the hands of the Jews and it did. Acts chapter 22, Jesus appears to Paul in a trance while Paul is praying and has a detailed conversation with Paul instructing him to leave Jerusalem so he will avoid capture which Paul doesn't do and he gets captured two times Paul seemingly disobeyed the prophetic word. That's for another discussion. And then finally in Acts chapter 23, Jesus appears at Paul's side on the ship that was being uh, tossed to and fro in the storm and encourages him and tells him he will witness in Rome just as he had witnessed in Jerusalem. That's just a synopsis of God speaking to people in the book of Acts and them obeying or disobeying what God had to say. God speaks in trances and by visions and by uh, councils and by angels coming and uh, prophetic words given. God is actively speaking to His people. The entire Bible is a conversation with God. And in, in Protestant theology over the past 400 years... We've basically said Christianity is about believing a set, um, a, a, a series of statements. And if you believe these correctly, you get admission into heaven. And salvation is only about admission into heaven. But the Bible 
is way broader and deeper than that. Salvation comes in the Scripture to prepare the way for the coming of the Holy Spirit. Study it out. Salvation comes. Yes, we get to go to heaven. Hallelujah. But it's not talked about as much as the coming of the Spirit and the open communication we now get to have for God, with God. So salvation isn't come you miserable poor souls and God's going to save you in the end and you're going to have to struggle through life and you're going to have to just, just deal with everything the enemy places on your lap everything that comes your way and you're going to struggle and stumble all the way to heaven. No, the Bible says you're going to have life and life more abundantly. The Bible says salvation has come so that you can have an advantage so that the kingdom comes, so that the spirit comes, so that we can help people get free so that sin will no longer have dominion over us so we can be baptized in the Holy Spirit and flow in the gifts and see miracles, signs, and wonders in our day. So we can walk in daily communication with the Lord. We're not left alone. We're not left out here on an island by ourselves. But God is with us. Emmanuel walking with us. Talking with us. I believe we just need to learn to listen. Somebody say God still speaks today. There was a, there was a theological professor at Dallas Theological Seminary named Jack Deere years ago. Jack Deere said I was trained as a theologian, to believe that God no longer speaks today. He has spoken through the Bible, and we needed nothing else. There are no miracles anymore. There, the gifts of the Spirit have passed away with the apostles. So he said, I've been believing this and would teach this. If a student would bring up something that seemed a little bit different than that, I would shoot him down. Then he said, my wife and I were organizing a conference and we wanted to invite a guy named John White who was a psychiatrist or psychologist from England. And John White had written many books. And he said, my wife had read about 10 of his books. And so we said, what if we invited him? So they reached out to him. And it seemed like a long shot. He was too booked, booked almost two years out. So he said, we'll never get him. But he said, I'm going to write him a letter. So he wrote him a letter. This is years ago, obviously. And he wrote him a letter. And he said he received a phone call one day from John White. And he said, I'm interested in your conference, and I think I can fit it into my schedule. He said, but if I come, could I speak on the kingdom? Jack Deere said, yes, absolutely. He said, I was thinking end times. Jesus is coming, end time theology. Here we're going to have a prophetic conference on end times. And he said, well, actually, I'm talking about the kingdom with power. And I'm talking about, I want to do a session on healing. He said, say what? He said, I want to do a session on kingdom and healing. Because if you read the Bible, those two go together. I want to do a session on healing. He said, uh, okay, you've got to talk to me about this. So he explained it. And he said, I would even like to make room to pray for the sick at the end. And he thought, hold on. Have you ever seen any sick healed? He said, yeah, just recently, let me tell you a story. And just started spouting off the stories that he had seen of God healing people. And Jack Deere said his life was changed. He said, after that, I went back into the scripture and I started studying again. And God started deconstructing all of that dead theology he had had for years. 
and started showing him the living God in Scripture. And he wrote two books out of that experience. One's called uh, Surprised by the Spirit, which I carried in our bookstore for a long time. And the next one he wrote was Surprised by the Voice of God. I'm about ready to shout and run down to Hardee's. Surprise. Surprise. God still speaks today. Why? Because he loves you. He does miracles because he loves you. He heals because he loves you. He saves because he loves you. He fills you with the spirit because he loves you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And God is like a loving grandfather. Because that's where I'm at right now. So we go out to eat the other night at a Chinese restaurant with the kids. And all of a sudden I hear my grandson, grandson say, hey, Papa. And I thought, oh, he's under the table. He says, I'm swimming. I'm swimming under the table. And so he got in trouble with his parents because he wasn't behaving. And I thought, don't touch that kid. <laughs> and my daughter Sarah looked at me and said, Dad, you spanked us. I said, I know, but I'm living a different life right now. I don't want these kids harmed. <laughs> hallelujah. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. You know, when John got old, we believe he wrote 1st, 2nd, 3rd John as an elderly man. And he uses this, he uses this term, my little children. It's in Greek. It's, it's a beautiful term. And it's like he's getting old and you can see the love oozing out of him. Come on, that's the father. <laughs> that's the father. He's wanting to talk to us. He wants to talk to us. Amen? Second thing, God created you to hear his voice. He created you. You're wired to hear his voice. Just like a radio is wired to pick up frequencies, you are wired to pick up the frequency of his voice speaking to you. You are. You are wired to pick up the frequency of God's voice speaking to you. You have an advantage. You have an advantage in life. Don't be frustrated with this either. The Bible says in Proverbs 20 verse 12, the hearing ear and the seeing eye, the Lord's made both of them. God has created us to hear and to see in the natural. And since God is spirit, he speaks to us spirit to spirit. The Bible, again, is filled with and really can be summed up as this. Communication with God, beginning to end. Over 2,000 times in the Old Testament, we see phrases like God said or the word of the Lord came over 2,000 times in the, in, in the creation of man. God gave Adam and Eve a mandate. He, he spoke to them, communicated with them, and gave them the mandate. Be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, and subdue it. And God's been speaking and giving commands and dialoguing with humankind ever since then. To Noah. Make yourself an ark of gopher wood to Abraham. Get out from your own land and your relatives and your father's house to a land I will show you. To Moses. Moses, I'm sending you to Pharaoh. 
so that you may lead my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt to, to Gideon in Judges chapter 6. Oh, thou mighty man of valor, I'm going to use you to deliver Israel from the Midianites. To David in the sheepfold, Samuel walks through the door of his house, anoints him to be king, and they begin this beautiful dialogue with God. Saul getting caught up with the prophets, becoming like one of them. At the end of his life, what does he lose that's devastating to him? The ability to hear God. To where he goes to a witch, a spiritist, to try to hear something because he's so desperate he can't hear the word of the Lord. Elijah, over and over and over, hears the word of the Lord. Elisha, over and over and over, Isaiah and Jeremiah and Amos and Habakkuk and all over and over, people hear the word of God. We are wired to communicate with God. Your spirit, God is spirit. He will speak to you spirit to spirit. Dreams, visions, inner witness, prophetic words, trances, angelic visitations, Counsel from other people. Counsel from a group of people. God speaks over and over. Loud banging, hallelujah shouting. Still small voice. God is still speaking. He is still speaking. Come on, somebody shout amen. I heard a story this week of a, of a businessman. And it was back a few years ago when the economy went through a tough time that this businessman was approached by some investors and they warned him against a certain move in business. And he said, no, no, I'm going to do what I'm going to do because God's spoken to me. You want to shut down a business meeting right quick? <laughs> Say, God has spoken to me. Well, at the end of the year, those investors went back to him and said, you're the only businessman this year that made a profit. Why? Because we're not led by the stock market. We're not led just by opportunity. We're not led just by people's opinions. We're led of the Holy Spirit. You have an advantage. You have an advantage in business. You have an advantage in marriage. You have an advantage in raising your kids. You have an advantage driving down the highway. You have an advantage at Walmart. Yes, you do. God, show me the deals in the name of Jesus. You have an advantage. Final thing, hearing his voice is the ultimate advantage in life. Psalm 91, he shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. So God is willing to deliver us, honor us, keep us from trouble. How's he going to do that? He can send his protective angels and I believe he does. He can move situations around and I believe he does. But one of the biggest ways he protects us is he speaks to us. Do this, don't do this. And when we don't, when we fail to listen, we get in trouble. I believe a lot of people have failed to listen and are in the cemetery today. This is how serious this thing has gotten to me in the past year. To hear the voice of God is a matter of life and death. To hear the voice of God is a matter of success or failure. To hear the voice of God is a matter of me being able to minister to multitudes or a few. To hear the voice of God is the advantage and is the difference maker. Joshua 1. 
He told Joshua, be strong and courageous that you may observe to do all that's written in the law. Don't let, don't let this law depart from your mouth. You shall meditate it in day and night and you shall have great success. If you enter into that dialogue with the Word, you'll have great success. Even the psalmist in Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall. Why? Because i got an advantage. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not. Why? Because He's on my side. I shall not want. He is my advantage. He makes me to have terrible nights where I can't sleep and worried about everything. No, he makes me lie down in green pastures and he leads me into turmoil and trouble and up and down and no, 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 by the still waters. He restores my soul and I just have to find a way to make it my own. I don't know which way to go. I just get up in the morning and no, he said he leads me. Come on, somebody shout it out. He leads me. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for His name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I have an advantage. I will fear no evil because I have someone behind me, hallelujah, who is an advantage in this life. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for... You are with me, your rod and your staff, that you comfort me, and you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies, and you anoint my head with oil, and my cup runs over it. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Come on, can somebody shout out, He's my advantage. You are wired to hear the voice of God. He is our advantage. We're going to pray. Paul knew a great door was open for him in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 16. He wanted to come and visit the Corinthians, but he said, listen, God has opened for me a great and effectual door here in Ephesus, and there are many adversaries. He knew that he had the advantage. He knew that the Lord had opened a door for him to minister there in the city of Ephesus. He said, I'm going to come to you, but right now I'm going to take advantage of this advantage I have. And that's the way we are to be. God opens doors. He gives us the end. He gives us the voice. We obey. We have an advantage. Can somebody shout amen? amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So I want you to do, I want, I'm going to pray, and we just open the door to this subject today, but I want you to do something. Write these down. I want you, number, number one, you, you need to remember this. You need to be in the Bible on a regular basis. Whether it's reading it, listening to it by audio Bible, uh, whatever. There's a lot of different ways to get into the Bible. Get into the Bible in some consistent way. Why? Because these are kind of the guidelines of how he speaks to us. I don't want us to be limited because some people are so tight in their religious teaching that they can't get out of, this is not scripture. You know, believe me, we're okay. God is big enough. He controls my life. Amen? But the foundation is getting in the Word and reading on a regular basis. If nothing else, join me on Wednesday night. Just walk through the Bible with me. Do something on a regular basis. Number two, I want you to buy a notebook. 
I want you to get a notebook. And I want you to start journaling. I want you to get quiet. And I want you to read the Bible and pray and get a notebook and start writing down anything you hear the Lord saying. No, but I'm afraid it's going to be me. Yeah, it's going to come through your mind. Because God flows as a continuous stream of thought. It's going to come through your mind. He's going to work through your mind. Believe He speaks in tongues through your mouth. He's preaching through my mouth right now. God wants to use us. He's going to flow through. It's going to be a continuous stream of thought coming through your mind. And as you journal it, you're going to be able to tell, okay, this was Hans, this was God, or this was another voice that's, this is the enemy. You're going to be able to tell those things. Read through the Bible, get, in, get a journal, a notebook, something, your phone notes, something where you can write on a regular basis what you feel the Lord is saying to you in the quiet. Okay, so we're just beginning. One more thing, I want you to record your dreams. Because I believe dreams, all dreams can teach us something. And some of you are really gifted at dreaming. I had a, I had a man come to me years ago in Washington, D.C. He was raised in a denominational church. He was an elderly man. And I'd preached on how God speaks to us. And I said, dreams is one of the ways he speaks to us. And he came to me after service and he said, I'd never, I've never heard this. He said, I thought dreams were a curse. Because I'll dream things and they actually happen just as I dreamed them. From people dying. He had dreamed of 9-11 happening. I mean, I said, dude, look at it this way. God's given you a gift. He's given you a gift to see prophetically what's getting ready to happen. Now you need to intercede. And he's, he's opening up the spirit realm to you for a reason. Sometimes dreams are our brains working out all that we've been through in the day or the week. Sometimes the enemy can come. And try to attack us in our dreams. But I'm going to tell you, God speaks through dreams too. I can sit here and I'm not going to do it this morning, but I could go through several crucial dreams that I've had at big moments in my life that I knew were from the Lord. Matter of fact, in those dreams, I woke up knowing it was God that visited me. And I've said, I know this is the Lord. And I know, often I've woken up and said, I know exactly what I have to do. Because I got direction in a dream. Other times, you have to chase it and you have to puzzle, piece it together a little bit more. And that's fine. But start recording them. Y'all going to say, what kind of church did I get into this morning? <laughs> I'm telling you, what kind of church am I in? You're in a church that believes in the fullness of the Spirit. Hallelujah. <laughs> believes that God is alive and well, still moving and speaking today. Okay, simple steps. Get into the Bible regularly. Start recording your thoughts when you get quiet and then start recording dreams. Start recording dreams. Hallelujah. 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 Just recently I had an amazing dream just about a, two weeks ago. And uh, I won't go into it all, but I, I dreamed of a certain city. And I dreamed that I was going there. And then, then I got noticed that a family member was moving there. So I don't think the dream was so much about me, but I think God was opening me up to know someone from your family is getting ready to move to that city. I don't know. I believe in that stuff. Somebody said, no, you just had too much pizza. I don't eat pizza at night. <laughs> I eat Greek yogurt with honey at night. Somebody shout amen. Come on. How many can raise your hand and say, I believe God can speak to me? And what's been amazing? Everybody stand with me. What's been amazing 
is that some of the people that seem to be most keen in hearing the voice of God are sometimes the most unlikely people that you would think are hearing from the Lord. I'm just going to put that out there. You don't have to forget about appearance. God speaks to us all. Amen? We want to be obedient to his voice, and we want to ask him. Just start asking him this week. Lord, speak to me. Speak to me. You know, Wednesday night, we were online, and I was reading the Facebook notes as I was teaching, and I asked the question, you know, because Moses was hearing the voice of God audibly, and God was appearing to him physically. And I said, have any of y'all ever heard the audible voice of God? I have ne Not that I know of, I've never heard the audible voice of God. Several people came back. We've heard the audible voice of God. I said, please tell us about it. And they gave us testimony Wednesday night. You can go back and watch the Bible study. They gave us testimony out of God had spoken to them audibly. Do I believe God does that? Yes. Can God give you dreams? Yes. Can God give you those nudges? Yes. Can God give you peace or no peace about a situation? Yes. Can God send a friend along to drop a word of wisdom into your ear? Can God send a prophet along to speak something prophetic? All that. Can God give you a dream? Absolutely. Absolutely. Hey guys, thanks so much for watching and listening to the podcast. And I hope these sermons have been a great blessing and source of encouragement to your life. No matter what you're going through, no matter what you're facing today, Jesus is the answer. I can tell you, He is the answer for your life. I'd love to pray with you before we leave here. So if you never accepted Christ into your life, or if you just have a need in your life, let's lift it up to the Lord right now. Come on, pray with me. Lord Jesus, wash me from all sin. I accept you into my life. I repent of all sin, and I place you on the throne seat of my heart. Lord, I pray right now, you minister to each and every one who just prayed that short prayer with me. Whatever situation they're facing, Give them grace right now. Give them the power they need to get through it, Lord. Give miracles, signs, and wonders today, Lord, to those listening in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. We declare it done in Jesus' name. Love you guys. Thank you for tuning in and listening and watching us.